Hello and welcome to another special episode of The Awakener. And today's episode, I have invited my special friend again who loves and falls and always in love with breath and meditation and calm. And he is the producer of Your Daily Calm. It's a podcast that allows you to retreat to your place of peace and calm. You could find a lot of guided meditations and other literary works that will comfort you and provide you that needed state of calm and serenity. Please welcome my good friend, Giselle Gaston. Hi, Giselle. Hi, Cherry. Thank you. That was a very nice introduction. Yes, of course. All the time. Now, you've always been my guest and I am excited to have another chat with you. And I hope you are too. <laughs> of course, definitely I am. I'm, I'm stoked, yet I'm calm. I'm stoked and excited. I am here to try and explore more about that stoked and excited. If they really have a place in our inner harmony, right? We are going to talk about how to access a place of creativity so that we could stay in a creative flow so that whenever we need it, whenever we are actually stressed with our own problems, we could access this kind of state. And, you know, I am here to learn more with you. What is this state all about? Can you tell us more about this, Giselle? Fantastic. Sounds amazing. You know why? Because you're asking just a while back whether it's possible to still be calm amidst, if, at least to that effect, if it's still possible to be calm amidst all the chaos. The quick answer is yes we definitely can be calm and still be creative even if everything around us is chaotic. Now, calm, I've always believed, there's one writer that always says and stated that calm is the cradle of power. So when you have power, when you have that energy, though for some people it's not seen, it's something that you can use an anchor on. Take for example, when you see boxers in the ring, Let's use one example, a specific example, Manny Pacquiao. Before he goes on a fight, he would kneel on the corner and pray. And that's his moment of calm. That's the moment before the storm that we know as Manny Pacquiao would unleash his power in the ring. So that's sort of not just a trigger, but it's a mindset for showing your power. That's interesting. Uh, we talk about a very strong core, right? That's on the inside. I've been very intrigued also on the power of the outside, Giselle. We've been talking about this every time we have our meetings or when we are stuck in a stuck state. We begin from that power of calmness and serenity, but we want to make sure that we have a way of projecting it outside or allowing the outside to talk to us. In NLP, we call it the uptime state. Yep. When we talk about downtime state, it's when you go to your inside to consult whatever is there in a resourceful state so that you could access it and generate power from that. Sometimes, though, the inside is not a good consultant, right? When we have a lot of negative emotions, we need to try and find power outside. We call it an NLP uptime state. You like to talk about that, right? Thought walks, meditative walks, all of these things to try and channel the power outside, open our senses and take more. What is this meditation that begins from the inside and then comes out on the outside? this thought walk that you like to talk about, would you like to bring us through this one too? Well, people always think that when you are trying to harness an idea from within or from whatever source that you may find those ideas from, it has to be something that's there's fanfare 
you have to prepare and you have to tell everyone that I need this idea. But actually, it's an uptime state that most people are confused with is that when you are present in the here and now, it's really not about looking at external sources or tapping other people to give you answers, but being present in the here and now, being mindful of what you're experiencing, all the sights, the sounds, the smells, and if it's, if it's at all possible, what you taste is about presence. And presence is the number one, the first thing that you are conscious about. If you're not present, if you're not in the here and now, you're probably thinking of something else and you're not focusing. Let me give you an example. We are all guilty of walking mindlessly with our phones. Worse is that it's not only dangerous, it's also taking away experiences that we ought to be seeing, feeling, and all those sensory experiences that we ought to be experiencing because the phone or whatever is distracting us is taking that time away from us. Uh, you can is, see that in meetings. Also. I just heard my phone, the notice bell. And <laughs> I, I guess if we are in an uptime state, we get to hear that. Right? It doesn't distract us anymore because we are being mindful of something, right? I mean, That's true. Uh, when That's our senses true. are open and we are in a positive state, because you did mention when we go on an uptime state, we are in the present and in the now. And that's what mindfulness is all about. True. To be in a future state, not to be in a past state which can sometimes be a source of negativity, right? Right, and, and it's, what if the, you're worried about the future, that's anxiety. And anxiety, exactly, exactly. Sad about the past, that's depression. Mm -hmm. Now, another specific example is like when you're spending time with the people that you love. When I'm spending time with, with my wife and my kids, I want to make sure that I listen to them, I pay attention to them, I look them in the eye. I'm not fidgeting with my phone because that's taking that time away from them. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I want to also connect that uptime state to the concept called thought walk. Because I think it's a very, very powerful way to try and ignite this thing called horizontal thinking. When we are stuck, for example, and we are focused so much on a problem, we want to be able to access that creativity, right? That creative state so that we are able to expand our thinking even more. And horizontal thinking or thought walk allows us to do this horizontal thinking where we're able to access unrelated properties yeah. of metaphors, right. of things, of people right. outside or animals outside, and even sometimes force fit some relationship. So we're able to bring the properties of that metaphor into our current situation and perhaps expand our thinking. And that is a great source of creativity. Oh yeah, there have been studies that have been made, Jerry, that have been done, that when you're walking or running, for some people it's running or going for a run, ideas come in. Apparently there are two activities that you can do, walk or run, and for some people, when they hit the shower, mm -hmm. surprisingly, I don't know if you have the same experiences, when you hit the shower, ideas come in, sometimes in like a machine gun fast. It's vital that you try to record it when you're walking, when you're running, and when you're taking a shower. So these things are not taken for granted. I'm basically saying when you're walking, walk. Experience the walk. When you're taking a shower, feel the water. Feel the cold water. I prefer cold showers over hot showers. The, the pores are open, I guess. Now, in some way, the senses are open. The gateways are open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you get to receive yeah. something. Just receive. I think mm. uptime state, thought walks, they are so ideal for mm. learning for training, we do a yeah. lot of trainings. We encourage our people to be in an uptime state. 
so that you're able to receive more. We cannot do effective listening if we are not in a proper uptime state. I would even recommend that uptime state, for example, you're looking for ideas, solutions to problems, or just a good discussion with your team if you're looking at this in the entrepreneurial sense. Take a walk. Have a, a walking meeting. I don't know. It, could be, it would, might be strange for some people because it's unconventional. I mean, go for that meeting in a park and take that stroll and see what ideas you could generate. And just don't take my word for it. Go, go for that walk or for that uh, That's beautiful, now. right? And just allow whatever you see, take it in. Now, we have five senses. Whatever you touch, whatever you see, feel, hear, they are sources of ideas where you could generate power from or expand something. And I guess it's also a, a kind of a somatic or kinesthetic way to bring your body out of the problem state and into a creative solving state, right? Creative I remember, state, yeah. I remember through the pandemic when business was so tough to take a walk, a thought walk in a garden and I saw some birds there and it symbolized rebirth, symbolized nurturing to me and to get the properties of that flight back to my flightless situation. I guess, is a source of power. Sigmund Freud did it when he did the interpretation of dreams and the structures of the conscious and unconscious and preconscious. He went for a thought walk. He went to the mountain and that's when he saw himself getting out of that darkness and into that plane, into the sight of brightness and the sight of unmountain, I guess. And it provided him the structure of his body of that's, work. That's a different light that we see of Sigmund Freud because <laughs> it's not just about sex and aggression. It's also about that. And let's not go far. Our common friend, Judith Delosier, talks about nature as that Awesome place. thing, right? Right. It's beautiful. You did mention Judith. And I hope Judith is listening right now. Who's really Hi, Judith. Judith, the grandmother of NLP. Just a few days ago, I was looking for what really, truly awesome or beautiful or brilliance really mean to me. And I, you know, sort of like heard her voice speak to me in a previous YouTube video interview that I did with her that awesome really is nature. And how beautiful it is to connect it with a time state, meditative walk, a thought walk, whatever it is that you call to access creativity. Because it's so hard at a downtime state to access that, right? You access peace and serenity, but you want to go and take some creativity. You've got to look and search for things outside, I guess. That's right. I would even give a practical advice for people who just had lunch. Like when you're at work, you have lunch with your colleagues or your office mates. Don't go to your desk or your cubicle and just sit down and look at your phone. Go for that walk with your friends. You're not only helping your body digest the food that you ate, those extra rice that you took, <laughs> but also generate ideas from that walk. And that's a double purpose. You're also helping your digestion. So that calm walk will do so many things physiologically, mentally, intellectually, and even, even spiritually. That's beautiful. So let, let us try and summarize and provide some practical tips, I guess, to the people who listen to The Awakener. You mentioned something about taking an intentional thought walk mm. after meetings, I guess, or to interrupt meetings when you're yes. stuck, you yes. said. After lunch would be a good time, I guess. Definitely. <laughs> you know, do a thought walk during your lunch break and just open your eyes. Open well, if you want to take a nap, go for that walk first. And if you're still sleepy, take that nap. <laughs> uh, yeah, correct. So I guess it's really just interrupting the pattern, right? So that yes. something new comes to so the old ways of thinking and old ways of processing things. And I guess right. that's 
is one of the greater ways to try and channel the creative. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Giselle, for your time with us. My there pleasure. are so many things to talk about and to awaken when it comes to meditation, breath, uptime state, downtime oh, yeah. state, time is short. I look forward to another chance to invite you again so we could have Please. this chat. In the meantime, I hope our listeners here, our friends, have gotten something wise from this discussion, something that they could apply in their own life and has ignited a little bit of a rude awakening in the way you do things. In the meantime, to all the listeners here, if you want to change, you need to stay awake. So always, always the invitation to stay awake and to use thought walks, meditative walks, I guess, as a way not just to stay awake, but to wake up. In your journey towards being awesome, my friends, I'm here with Giselle Gaston, who is the producer of Your Daily Calm. It's a podcast about accessing your daily calm, which is present everywhere, sometimes just sleeping. So we need to awaken that. So he has a lot of meditative guides. What do you call that? Some practical tips also, right? And literary, yeah. and, literary and, works. No, literary works, readings calm, of yeah. poems so that you could access and channel that daily calm every day. Thank you so much. And in your Thank journey you. towards being more creative, I wish you all Godspeed, glide high, and a lot of God's sparks. Always, always stay awake.